Hey, everybody, and welcome to season two of the All About Everest podcast. And I'm your host, Pauline Reynolds Nuttall. On this podcast, you can get anything and everything about Mount Everest, including interviews, book recommendations, tips, updates, and a whole lot more. So welcome to the spring 2023 Everest climbing season. And here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All About Everest podcast. Today's episode is an interview with Samina Baig from Pakistan. She is the first Pakistani woman to summit Mount Everest, the first Pakistani woman to summit all of the seven summits, and the youngest Muslim woman to summit Mount Everest. What an amazing person. From her background, from the place that she comes from, and to get into mountaineering, but also to accomplish all that she's done so far with coming from such a small village, from the middle of nowhere, and to be where she's at. She's also a humanitarian that gives back, and she was just so much fun to interview. A lot of the times I wish that I recorded like the pre-interviews because there's so much awesome stuff and magic that occurs in those. But one of the things that she and I discussed in the pre-interview was we wanted this interview and she requested that we focus on it. She wanted it to be positive and uplifting because with Mount Everest, not everything is positive. You have all of the controversies and the problems and all of that. And so with her interview, we focused on her achievements, the magic of Mount Everest, and all of the wonderful things that she has achieved in her Everest story. I really don't have much in the way of housekeeping. I wanted to thank everyone for interacting with the polls and the questions on Spotify. It's fun to go back and look at how people interact, what people's answers are. And I believe last episode's question was, do you think that Mount Everest is safer now than it was in 1996? And when I last looked at it, uh, it was pretty even at 50-50. I just think it's a cool feature that Spotify has and it's fun seeing everybody's answers. And then each episode I also ans- ask a question and I love that people interact. I love your guys' responses. I did not get all of the camping in that I wanted to this summer on a personal note. I usually camp 45 nights a year. And then with having our new grandbaby and everything else, I think I got 20 hours in. This last weekend was we had planned on going camping. And in the end, we stayed at home because we had the county fair. We had to get firewood. We had our grandbaby this last weekend. And there were some projects that we were working on around the house before it starts snowing. And that is about it. Are you ready for this episode? All right, let's go. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All About Everest podcast. I have a special guest with me today, 
Samina Big from Pakistan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Paula. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to join us. And I wanted to start with, how did you get into mountaineering? Um, well, I mean, it's a long story. So uh, basically, I come from a very um, uh, remote village called Shimshal Valley, which is uh, between Pakistan and China border. So, um, you know, Shimshal was very, very um, isolated from the world. Uh, there was no road till 2003. Um, so people used to walk for three days to get to the nearest town. There was no communication, no electricity. Um, it was completely disconnected from the world. Um, uh, but uh, the only thing um, we uh, had was we had a, a small school in the village that was very, very good. So my, our parents made sure that we go to school. And second thing was um, uh, people used to come from, you know, different parts of the world to uh, climb small mountains because we have beautiful mountains uh, around uh, the valley. And, um, you know, men and women, uh, but no, uh, you know, women from Pakistan. Um, and also that was, that was, you know, one interaction. And also because we had no idea of the world, only thing we used to, uh, you know, uh, hear, uh, about the world was from people, you know, we used to talk to people and then you know, we used to know that this this is, you know, other side of the world, you know, Shimshal was just a small village. And um, my, 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 my family used to work with the, with the foreigners as a high altitude guide or porter. My uncles used to climb for Pakistan army. And, you know, it was in the family. So I remember when they used to come back, like my uncles, when they used to come back for their holidays or vacations, they used to talk about, you know, how, you know about their experiences on the mountains because they climbed Broad Peak and G1, G2, all these big mountains. So it used to be like so fascinating. But for me, it was my brother, Mirzali. You know, since childhood, he used to talk me about mountains he used to tell me stories about mountains that when you will grow up we will go you know we will climb mountains together but at that time it was you know it was just a story because you know being from a very uh, remote village with no you know background um that was a story but you know when I grew up uh in my head since childhood it was only mountains and I remember when people used to ask me what will you become in, in life, what is your goal? What's your, you know, dream to be? And I was like, I used to say, I want to be a mountaineer. And, you know, people used to laugh at me, like, really? So, um, you know, it was, that, that's how it was, you know, since childhood, I knew that I, I, I will be a mountaineer. But how? I didn't know that back then. Are there a lot of female mountaineers from Pakistan? Wow. Um, now we have few, but back then there was no maybe trekkers, uh, some trekker, uh, trekkers, but not real mountaineers. Um, so I am actually the first Pakistani woman to actually uh, take that big step and uh, to tell Pakistani women that you can also climb big mountains, you can also climb mountains because. 
um, you know, the, 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 the mountaineering culture was not really big in Pakistan back then. Also, like for men, you know, uh, it was not, uh, men used to go to climb mountains was to earn livelihood. It was a source of income for them. It was not just for fun, you know. So, and, you know, uh, about women, obviously there was no, no, you know, how can girls climb mountains or stuff like that, and especially big mountains. When did you decide that you wanted to start? How old were you when you decided to start climbing the big mountains? Well, I actually started uh, climbing uh, when I was uh, 18 and I did my first uh, expedition uh, to unclimb uh, mountain. But my goal was to climb Mount Everest in 2013. Um, so I started, uh, you know, I went on my first expedition, unclimb peak uh, in 2010. And then my goal was to climb Mount Everest on its 60th anniversary uh, because 60 years no any Pakistani woman had ever attempted Everest or any other 8,000 meter peak. So my my goal was to represent Pakistan and Pakistani women on the 60th anniversary of Mount Everest. So um, Everest was in 2013. I mean that big step because normally people start from smaller mountains and go gradually you know, to the highest point, but I started with Everest. Uh, that was another, you know, crazy idea. Um, but yeah, um, 2013, I, I started uh, on big mountains. And you're right. Most people keep Everest towards the end. They don't do it in the beginning. Um, what was your first thought when you were actually there seeing Mount Everest? Like, what were some of the thoughts that went through your head when you were at EBC for the first time? Well, uh, it was it was unbelievable, you know. It was uh, I I remember when we uh, went to uh, uh, Namche, uh, you know, when you you know normally when you reach Namche and you go for a hike, and from there, uh, the, from the viewpoint. Uh, you actually see the top of Mount Everest. And I remember when we were at that viewpoint, I was like, I, I couldn't believe my eyes that I I can, I, I'm looking at Mount Everest for the first time, like with my eyes. Um, and when I reached base camp, nine days trek, and when we uh, reached base camp, it was unbelievable, you know, because... Um, since childhood, that was my dream. And then finally I was there with overcoming all the challenges, all the barriers. And finally I was there, you know, being being a woman, being a girl uh, from Pakistan. And that was amazing experience. You know, that was an unforget un unforgettable moment for me. And because um, also nobody actually believed that I would actually make it to even Everest Base Camp. Uh, but when I got there, it was amazing. It was amazing, you know. And what were some of those initial barriers to making it to Mount Everest? Well, for us, uh, you know, for me and my, for my, for my brother, because uh, uh, 
we had a family support. I mean, initially, our parents were like a little reluctant uh, because, you know, being a parent, you know, it was uh, so difficult for especially for my mom to let two children into a sport where, where I mean, it's, it's, it's full of danger. And uh, she was very worried. And, uh, but, you know, somehow we tried to convince her and she, you know, we actually convinced her. Uh, so we had a family support. But as I mentioned before, we come from a very remote village, very, you know, no background, nothing. Uh, so for us, the most challenging part was to find sponsorship. And that was a real struggle. That was a real struggle. Like when we used to go to people, uh, they used to think we are crazy. And I remember like, People used to call us crazy, especially my brother. And he, people used to call him, like, are you crazy? Why are you taking your sister to climb mountains? Why? Why don't you just send her to school? Or maybe why don't you just get her married? Um, so these were the challenges. And uh, also, like, people are like, you know, she's she's a girl. You know, how she will climb big mountains? And I, I, I actually, people used to tell me, you know, you're... I don't know uh, if you will be able to climb the stairs, how you're going to climb Everest. You know, being a girl, it's impossible. Like, how can you even think about, you know, climbing Everest? And um, these were the, like, uh, challenges. Um, but, you know, when you have that family support, and especially my brother was there with me every time. Uh, he was so supportive. And he was with me, actually, on that expedition. Um, so these, I mean, it was crazy, but, but you know, when I, I was at, at the base camp, I remember when we arrived there, I, my brother told me, okay, Samina, let's take a picture with uh, Pakistan's flag at the base camp and we can post on social media that Pakistani girl actually made it to Everest base camp. So, you know, it's, it's always like when people don't, um, support you or they don't encourage you or they don't believe you uh i mean it's always hard but you know in my head i knew that i will be able to i, I am able to do it because it was my dream i have worked very very hard and finally i was there so uh when you're clear in your head nothing can stop you when you were um, on your expedition for climbing mount everest what was one of the hardest times that you experienced while you were climbing it? Well, I mean, uh, Everest expedition is not easy, uh, although there is a lot of men, power, everything. But at the end of the day, you climb that mountain on your own. Nobody is carrying you on their back uh, to the summit of Everest. You you climb it yourself. And um two months expedition you're <clears throat> excuse me you're away from home from family and that was my first experience actually being you know out of my country out of my actually comfort zone you know being in at the base camp with so many people um and uh, you know it was it was challenging for me uh, staying in the tent and uh, cold uh, and you know, everything was so challenging. And being a Pakistani girl, being a Muslim woman, you know, privacy. And um, it was it was challenging. 
Um, and the mountain itself. I remember when we first went through Kumbu Ice Wall, that was so scary. Oh my goodness, that was crazy. In the middle of the night with your headlamps, with so many people going through Kumbu Ice Wall, crossing those iron ladders um, and the hanging seracs. And I like, I remember um, we were like waiting for our, cause you know, a lot of people, as I said, and we are waiting for our turn. And I was thinking, oh my God, if these ice seracs collapse or, you know, if we fall in the crevasse, it was so risky. And then, you know, the mountain itself, it's not easy. It's a very, very challenging, um, it was very challenging experience. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, after summit, I remember when we, when we, when we were uh, descending, I had, a, you know, I, I slept uh, on the yellow band, but luckily I was wrapped up and I was mentally there. So I just, but it was, it was very uh, challenging. So are you saying that you slipped when you were on the yellow band? Yes, on the way back. Uh, but I was wrapped up, obviously. But uh, that was a very scary moment. I was like, oh. I'm sure because falls is one of the, I think, top five causes of mishap on Mount Everest. Yes. Yes, especially, you know, because... Um, on the way back, uh, descent is always very, very challenging because on the way up, you have energy, excitement, and you know, you are like, um, you have that energy to go to the summit. But on the way back, you lose all the energy and the excitement is over because you have done it or, you know, it depends. Um, and, you know, that's when, you know, a lot of accidents happen because uh, you're out of uh, energy and uh, that was exactly happening with me um i was tired i was exhausted uh, my i i remember my legs were shivering um and then you know i slept what was what did you feel when you were at the summit of mount everest oh my goodness oh my goodness it's it's the most beautiful moment of my life. Um, I I remember, like every time I think about that moment, I was standing on the top of Mount Everest. I was literally crying. I was literally crying. And, um, you know, it was... It was, a, it was a long journey for me, a lot of struggle. Um, you know, coming from a very remote village with no background, with a lot of hardships, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, um, a lot of uh, discouragement, um, no moral support, um, no financial support. And breaking all those barriers um, and standing up on the top of Mount Everest being first Pakistani woman, um, hoisting Pakistan's flag, representing Pakistani women, that Pakistani women can actually do anything in their respective field of life. You know, the only thing is they need support, encouragement, and uh, yeah, support from the family and from society. So nothing is actually impossible. 
Um, so, you know, I was very, very emotional, like uh, standing on the top of Pakistan, you know, on the on Everest uh, summit being first Pakistani woman. That was the most beautiful moment. I had tears in my eyes with, you know, making pictures and video. And uh, the view was just stunning. And I was not believing my eyes that finally I have made it to the summit. Um, you know, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And um, I will never forget that moment. Um, yeah. So not only were you the first Pakistani woman to summit Mount Everest, were you the first Muslim woman to summit Mount Everest? No, I am not the first Muslim woman to summit Everest. I am the youngest Muslim woman to summit Everest. And I'm the first Muslim to do the seven summits, actually. Uh, but that's a different uh, 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 chapter. Uh, but yeah, I'm the youngest Muslim woman. And that's pretty amazing because, you know, culturally, women are not mountaineers. And I think that you set a wonderful example for women all over the world and Muslim women that you can ac accomplish whatever you want to. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, see, uh, as I mentioned before, women can do anything. Nothing is impossible for them. Women, like if a woman can become, a, you know, she's a mother, she's a sister, she's a daughter, and she becomes a mother, you know, that's the biggest challenge in the world, I think. Uh, like, I have seen my mother, my aunts, the way they used to work. Um, and women are very, very resilient. They're very strong. They can overcome any challenge in life. You know, the only thing is they have to believe in themselves. And they have to work hard. And obviously... I mean, if there is a family support, if there is a society support, nothing can stop them. Um, so same with me, like coming from a very remote village with no background. And I, I remember when I went on my first expedition to a 6,000 meter peak, I had nothing. I had no equipment, nothing. I borrowed my male cousin's uh, uh, gears, uh, his uh, climbing uh, pants and jacket and uh, I bought a shoes from secondhand market which was 250 rupee I think five dollar or something and I went on my first expedition I mean I mean I started with nothing but my aim and my goal was to climb Mount Everest and that journey was not easy at all but I did it the only thing I had was passion commitment I worked hard and I believed in myself that I can do it. So similarly, girls can do anything. They have and to believe in themselves. How old were you when you summited Mount Everest? I was 22 when I summited Everest. And how old were you when you completed the seven summits? I was 23 because I did actually uh, seven summits in eight months, like excluding Everest. Um, we did it in eight months. So we started in December, end of December. And by July uh, 2014, we completed the seven summers journey. So it was eight months. So. That's really fast. Yes. Yes. 
that was amazing. I mean, the journey itself was so amazing and so challenging. And uh, yeah, but we did it. We did it. As I said, nothing is impossible. Absolutely. And um, if you had the opportunity to climb Everest again, would you do it? Oh, well, I don't know. But for me, I always thank Everest. You know, you know, Everest was so kind that Everest accepted me and I made it to the summit. And I always respect mountains. I don't want to like challenge them again and again because, you know, who we are, like as a human, we are nothing in front of this giant uh, nature. So um, I don't know. I mean, I'm so overwhelmed and thankful that Everest accepted me once. Um, but I, I don't know if I will climb it again because um, I will cherish that first summit for the rest of my life. And uh, which mountain was your hardest mountain that you've climbed so far? Um, I, I have done uh, Everest, the seven summits, and K2. I became the first Pakistani woman to climb K2 as well. Um, K2 was the most challenging mountain for me because um, uh, I actually attempted K2 twice before in 2015 and then 2021, but I couldn't make it. 2021, I got injured on the mountain, so I had to call off my expedition. 2021, um, Avalanche hit uh, some of our team members, um, so we had to call off the expedition. One died on the spot and you know, two of them were injured. So we had to call up the expedition because for me, it's always, you know, safety is always first. And of course, with the team and um, myself, you know, safety is always first. And 2022, finally, I made it to the summit of uh, K2, uh, being first Pakistani woman again. Um, and K2 was my ultimate dream. Uh, and K2 definitely, definitely is the most challenging mountain. It's very tough, um, which was very hard for me. And... Uh, also, also, Denali was very, very challenging for me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 20 days expedition, no human support. You have to do everything on your own. Weather was so unpredictable. You don't know, like, what will happen next, you know, a few hours. So uh, very unpredictable. So, you know, these two mountains were very, very uh, challenging for me. And then this year, I did it, did uh, Nanga Parbat. Uh, I summited Nanga Parbat uh, on 2nd of July. So, yeah, very, very tough mountain as well. And do you have any new mountaineering projects on the horizon? Um, yes, like being a mountaineer, it's always like you're always on the go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I have few uh, mountains to climb. Um, uh, we are, I'm working on that. Uh, so yeah, I will climb yeah. the mountains because <laughs> we have like fourteen eight thousand meter peaks. I have climbed three out of fourteen. Um, uh, and uh, eleven to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have um another project that you're working on. You're starting a company. Is that correct? 
Yes, that's my personal thing. But I I, I will talk about uh, one thing which is very, very important. Um, you know, we have established, me and my brother, we have established a foundation called Pakistan Youth Outreach Foundation. Um, and uh, uh, actually, we started Pakistan Youth Outreach Foundation back in 2010. Because when I started, um, I had no, um, you know, I had no platform. I had no, I, I didn't know where to go and, you know, get training and uh, like, uh, you know, training basically. So we formed a foundation called Pakistani Outreach Foundation. My brother is a founding uh, chairman of Pakistani Outreach Foundation. And since then, we uh, actually run a different sort of uh, uh, camps for for youth. Uh, it's um, um, uh, ice climbing and skiing and uh, ice skating. We actually introduced ice skating in Pakistan in 2016. And now it's getting bigger, like the winter sports is getting very big now in, in Pakistan. So uh, we run this foundation for past 13 years and every 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 uh, winter we organize camps. And uh, amazing thing is in these camps, uh, there's always participation of boys and girls. We make sure that if there's, you know, six or seven boys, there should be six, seven girls. So, um, you know, um, we wanted to provide a platform for those who are interested in, in mountaineering or any outdoor sport. Um, so uh, that's one thing very close to our heart uh, because um, Pakistan has a great potential. Our youth are very, very talented, but the only thing is they don't have support. They don't have platform. Uh, where they can actually go and you know pursue their dreams of becoming a mountaineer or skier or um, you know ice skaters. I mean, we have so many um, you know uh, outdoor. You know, when we talk about outdoor sports, we have great potential here in in the country because we have five uh, uh, eight thousand meter peaks in the country, and then we have hundreds and thousands of. Uh, 6,000 meter peaks, 7,000 meter peaks, unclimbed, untouched. And, um, but the only thing was there was no awareness about these sports uh, and uh, with, with youth, they had no idea. I mean, these uh, sports actually exist. So we wanted to promote and encourage, especially women. We wanted to encourage women. So now like from our camp, um, it's been 10, 12 years, from our camp, uh, you know, those who were part of the camp, now they're actually working on big mountains. Uh, they fix, you know, uh, five, six out of, um, uh, came out from our camp and now they're working on the mountain. They're fixing the ropes on the mountains. They're like, they're licensed guides and they're technical, they're professional. And we want to make it bigger. We want like the, uh, the locals, to have that skill to work on the mountains because this is the only source of income for the people. You know, tourism is the only source of uh, income for, for the people, especially in Gilgit-Bassistan. So we want to, you know, encourage them, you know, that they can climb mountains and, you know, earn livelihood as well. And also girls, like we have six to seven licensed girls now. Uh, they can work on the mountains, which is pretty amazing. And some of them are already climbing 6,000 meter peak, 7,000 meter peak, and aiming for uh, big mountains as well. So, you know, um, that's 
one thing and then also i'm starting my uh i have started my uh travel agency called samina bag travels so those who are um interested to come and explore pakistan the beauty of pakistan we have you know pakistan is so beautiful you have beautiful mountains we have uh beautiful glaciers obviously and then the valleys and we have desert diverse culture it's just amazing so yeah if uh, those who want to visit uh, pakistan you're most welcome so the website for your foundation is pakistanyouthoutreach.com is that correct yes yes and yes. for your business what is the web address for that uh we will i will share it with you it's uh okay it's, and I mean, big, we'll make sure yeah. we'll make sure to put it in the uh description of the episode so that if anyone yeah, does want do. to reach out they can because you know pakistan a lot of it is untouched because it is still there are still lots of places that are very remote is that correct yes 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 as i as i mentioned before like we have uh, untapped i mean pakistan is untapped um if you talk about adventure in the country it's um i mean it's getting uh, bigger but it's not like uh nepal or something so you will find places where it's just uh beautiful it's just you know pure nature uh so and if you want to climb you know um unclimbed mountains we have so many of them here um so yeah we i mean people need to explore pakistan it's just amazing you know it's just amazing we only talk about baltoro but there are so many places where people haven't gone yet so yeah it sounds like a wonderful place to explore i don't think i've ever considered pakistan is a destination but after talking to you it makes so much sense because there aren't a lot of untouched places in the world but in Pakistan there seems to be a lot of that and I'm so yeah. glad that you you know are working on um, exploring <clears throat> that with people and also the work that you guys do with your foundation is absolutely amazing um, because there's, you know, all over the world, but especially in your part, um, this isn't something that people normally think of, you know, getting into the mountains, getting, you know, having a career in the mountains. It's not something that most people think about. And so getting them that introduction is absolutely amazing. Yes, I think. Um, yeah, thank you. I mean, it was very important. It was necessary, um, you know, to actually uh encourage and promote that side of uh you know pakistan as well because uh um people i mean as i as i mentioned there was no there was no awareness about these sports in the country so uh uh it was it was necessary to tell youth that this is also one very potential uh, you know, sport in the in in the world actually, but not in Pakistan. So yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Samina, and hopefully we'll have you again on the pod podcast, and we'll follow you and the rest of your accomplishments. 
Thank you, Paula. Uh, it was great talking to you. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm not sure what next week episode is. I do not have any interviews scheduled for the next two weeks. So it's going to be some type of surprise. But uh, I do have a couple ideas. And if any of you have a certain topic about Mount Everest that you want to hear more about on the podcast, leave me a comment on Spotify. You can leave comments and I'll make that the question this week. What would you like to hear on the podcast when it comes to Mount Everest? And that is it for today's episode. See you next week and climb your own climb. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the All About Everest podcast. We would love it if you would rate, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find us on social media at All About Everest podcast or at Mama Bear Outdoors. You can support our podcast by subscribing to our Patreon or by buying us a coffee. Until next time.